There are a lot of experts out there saying that you have to follow this specific diet to reverse your Hashis and feel better. You desperately want to feel better. You know what you eat matters. But what to eat is what gets confusing. Some people are saying AIP, others carnivore, others vegan, and the list just goes on. Today, I want to go a step further than what Dr. Stone and I talked about in last week's episode, number 71, and really dig into how to eat for Hashis when your numbers are high and out of whack, and how to eat when you're not. My goal is to help clear up the confusion and help you feel empowered moving forward in your health journey. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. We know that food matters. It just does. Everyone has a different version of eating that worked for them, so they want to share it with you because they think it should work for you too. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. I've been working with Hashi's patients for several years now, and between my experience, what I've learned from the doctors I partner with, and what I've studied, we know that there are a few non-negotiables that have to happen, and then from there, you just have to try and see what works for you. This can feel defeating when you feel like crap and just want to get better yesterday. What I found that works best is to move through three phases. Sometimes we can stop at phase one because the body heals relatively quickly and we're good to go. Usually we have to go through all three steps. I'm not a fan of jumping straight into a restrictive diet, also known as a therapeutic diet. What I found is that people will stick with it for two to three weeks and then life happens. They're thrown off and they just can't get back on it. It was too hard and it just didn't work in the real world. The reality is it's hard to change the way that we eat. It takes a lot of mental effort. We have to meal plan, grocery shop, prep, and cook completely differently. So instead, in step one or phase one, What I like to do is work on removing highly processed foods and replacing it with whole foods that are minimally processed. What this look like can vary from client to client, right? Some people are eating fast food two to three meals a day or eat out for dinner every night with a granola bar for lunch. Some people love to cook but don't have time, so they need a little bit of coaching on how to cook at home when there isn't a lot of time. Others just need to know what to do and they run with it. Once someone is comfortable in this step of eating whole minimally processed foods and not depending on highly processed foods, and that takes about usually, I don't know, four to six weeks, we'll then see how they're feeling. And we'll also, usually their labs will get run again. And if things haven't improved much, we'll move into a therapeutic diet phase. In this phase, we're going to remove all the known pro-inflammatory foods and we're going to replace it with nutrient-dense foods 
that are anti-inflammatory. We're definitely removing gluten, dairy, and soy. Plus, we're removing added sugars, grains, and we're doing zero highly processed foods for 12 weeks. We're going to get our calories from healthy fats. We're going to make sure we're getting adequate protein and lots of produce. In this phase, if known, we will also remove food sensitivities and usually focus on healing the gut. After 12 weeks, we're going to have to move into a more flexible way of eating. You cannot live in a therapeutic diet, right? We don't want your Hashis to come back, so we're going to have to live the rest of our life gluten and soy free. We're going to test dairy and see how our bodies respond. If it responds well, we can include small amounts of it. If we respond poorly, then we're also going to remove that completely, okay? But we're going to be able to add in minimal amounts of added sugars, gluten-free grains, and, you know, gluten-free processed foods as a backup when life is crazy. Taking care of our body is still going to be important, but we need a bit more flexibility for vacations, parties, traveling, working out intensely, and the like, right? One thing I often see is people are scared to eat. They feel so good in the therapeutic phase, they're terrified to add food back in. Therapeutic diets are a temporary tool to help the body heal. They're not meant to be lived in. You know, of course we need to eat in a way that isn't going to continue to harm our body, but it doesn't have to be super restrictive 100% of the time either. Hopefully that makes you actually feel kind of excited. But now I want to talk about why we're going to avoid gluten soy for life. This one, it feels really tough for people. They question if it's really necessary. They love bread and they just can't give it up. Do I really have to to feel better? The answer is yes, it is. And I want to tell you why. Let's start with gluten. Hashi's is an autoimmune disease. It means that there's a problem with the immune system, not your thyroid. We know that gluten wreaks havoc on your gut, increases inflammation in the body, and on a molecular level looks like an enzyme produced by your thyroid. When it comes to autoimmune disease, we know we have to heal the gut. Leaky gut is often a root cause for disease and disease progression. Removing gluten helps significantly with this in a couple of different ways. Gluten breaks down the intestinal lining when consumed. It's also heavily sprayed with glyphosate, which damages the intestinal lining and the microbiome. There's also something called molecular mimicry once gluten proteins enter the bloodstream. So every time your body is exposed to a bacteria, virus, or other pathogen, the immune system memorizes its structure, specifically the protein structure, so it can recognize it in the future and take care of it right away. Well, this isn't foolproof. If a molecular structure and protein sequence are similar enough, the body doesn't know friend from foe. It doesn't know self from non-self. And this can often lead to autoimmune disease. For Hashi's, the body is attacking and slowly destroying the thyroid cells because it doesn't recognize that it's part of itself. It's thinking that it's gluten, which is floating around in your body because you got this leaky gut and it's going, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of this invader, right? Molecular mimicry. Going 100% gluten-free for life is non-negotiable if you want to stop the progression of the disease or at least slow it down dramatically, okay? Now let's talk about soy. 
soy available in America is different than the soy in other countries. Here, it is a GMO crop, which is highly problematic for our bodies. It also acts as a goitrogen. Goitrogens are substances that block the uptake of iodine into your thyroid and prevent it from working properly. Your thyroid is already being damaged by your immune system and your body is inflamed. The last thing you need to do is pour gasoline on the fire. Soy, when it's consumed in large amounts, which it is in America because it's in everything and people think that drinking soy milk is healthy and eating soy products like tofu and tempeh frequently is good for you. It's estrogenic and it increases estrogen in the body and anything that is going to throw off your hormone balance should be avoided. And I get that this sounds daunting. Bread is amazing. Like I said, gluten and soy are in literally everything convenient it feels like. It's hard to know where to begin. This is what I do. I help my clients every single week for the past 10 years do exactly this. I help guide you. I show you what you need to do in a way that's easy because knowing what to do and knowing how to do it are completely different things. And I want to make the transition easy for you. You're already feeling like crap. You have zero energy. You're sleeping a ton because that's what happens when you have a Hashi's flare. You're just exhausted. Changing the way you eat takes a lot of effort. I, well, I love to make that transition easy. Together through my coaching course, The Therapeutic Food Framework, I teach you how to slowly make lasting changes so that you can lower your antibody levels, rebalance your hormones, reduce inflammation, and help you feel better and know what to eat so that you never get this far out of balance ever again. If you'd like to learn more, check out the link in the show notes. And if you still have questions, schedule a free discovery call. I would love to talk with you and share what it would look like to partner together and how I can make this transition to eating for your Hashis as easy as possible. You deserve to feel good. I want to help you get there. Quick review before we end today's episode. When you are diagnosed with Hashis, please know that you have so much control over your health. You know, medication is helpful for sure, but it cannot outdo your diet and lifestyle. Food and the way that you live can dramatically improve your symptoms and potentially reverse them and help you live asymptomatic. So you might have been diagnosed with Hashi's, but your labs won't show it when we know how to support the body properly. You need to dramatically reduce your intake of highly processed foods and dramatically increase your intake of real, minimally processed foods. You're going to have to live gluten and soy free 100% for life. You need to heal your leaky gut and you need to eat in a way that's going to keep your body in a healthy state for the rest of your life. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com, for over 160 delicious recipes a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health 
coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.